Do your friends tell you you should start your own podcast? Or are you the friend that has a great idea for a show but don't know how to get it started? Now's the time to take it to the next level with Self Made, the podcast edition. Podcast One and Launchpad One are giving you the opportunity to become the next great podcaster. Compete for a year-long contract worth $100,000 with Podcast One, the biggest podcast network in the business. If you have an existing podcast or you're looking to start your own, Self Made is for you. Open submissions are happening now through September 3rd. Go to launchpad1.com slash self-made to learn more. See official rules and sign up for your chance to win. That's launchpadone.com slash self-made. Today on the Callahan Podcast, well, Hunter Biden is back in the news. He is the low-life degenerate that just keeps on giving. We have his latest texts with his lawyers. We're going to have Colony read those. He'll read. I'm going to play the lawyer. He's going to play Hunter and he's going to read you those texts. Also, Kamala Harris, our next president, can she do anything without making the whole world cringe? She took simple questions from Lester Holt, and she just couldn't handle it. Oh, it's just uncomfortable to watch our 47th president in action. Cancel culture back in the news this week, big time. Ellie Kemper from The Office was in trouble. Chris Harrison is done, officially done at The uh, the Bachelor, and uh, we still don't know what he did, what he said wrong. Kelly in Vegas has been fired by ESPN for something she's already been suspended for by another company. Kind of a strange story. And Kid Rock, Kid Rock, he uh, got caught on camera saying something really offensive. And you know what? Kid Rock doesn't care. Kid Rock will never, ever apologize. We will play you that and tell you more about that on today's Callahan podcast brought to you by DCU. Do you love your car but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU and they can help lower your monthly payments, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy and the loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash free finance. Insured by NCUA membership required. All right, Colleen, let's do this. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. All right, I got an idea, Colin, and you have uh, how many more days are you with me before you disappear? I will never see you again. I'll never hear from you again, which is fine. You know, you'll move on yep. into, into Cully Heaven. You'll be a, a loyal barstool guy, and I'll be in the rearview mirror. But uh, it's not about how many days. Week. I have. It's not about how many days I have left. It's the moment you tell a new producer he has a job, I am out the door that second. No, no you, you promised that, that, moment, you, that moment. You promised to help in the transition. You yeah, promised to, uh, no, you're right. You're right. No, you're you know, right. To, 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 to coach him up, whoever it is, uh, you've already chimed in. I've asked you, I can't believe I value your opinion this much, but I've asked you your opinion. You've given it to me. And you yes. had a guy in there yesterday. You're a big fan. Um, I got some more questions. I got, like I said, two guys, it's a tough call, but how many more days for you, Colin, before you um, I think we said the 18th, though I do have a little scheduling conflict, so probably for the first time in you're show. Kidding. Yes. I knew, I knew this would happen. I'm no, not, no, no, no. I'm not going to have your full attention, am I? Nope, nope, not a vacation. And by the way, I'm already thinking through, uh, this is next week, the trip to New York got changed. Oh, you're going to New York and Hold you're on. really... What day is that? It's, you, on, uh, it's Wednesday to Thursday. So my thought is we could pre-record Tuesday night for Wednesday. I'm, I got it. Don't worry about it. Are you, uh, are you flying or driving? Uh, taking the train. 
taking, taking the, train. the train and you're spending one night there. Where does Barstool put you up? They put you up at a nice place. Uh, we I haven't even done that. I haven't even gone through that process yet. So it's, hotel rooms. Cheap I'm train sure. ticket though. Cheap train. I wish I knew Is that. It? I would have been taking days off from the Jerry Callan podcast to go to <laughs> New York all this whole no. year. Have you heard yet whether you'll get to uh, meet your heroes? Are you going to actually sit down with Eric well, and I'm going, I'm going to lunch with Kirk today, actually. So I'm fa- that. I, this, oh, <laughs> yeah. He asked me, and I said I was busy, and then I guess he called you. But uh, you're going to uh, uh, obviously you'll meet Nardini, the CEO, the token CEO, correct? Yes, I hope so. Yes. And will you meet? You probably won't meet Portnoy because he's traveling the world. He's probably like in, uh, you know, uh, Monte Carlo or something with. <laughs> You know, one with Prince Prince William or something. That's you know probably at a polo match with the royal family. Uh, Portnoy is such a super celebrity now. I remember one thing, and I I like him. We used to have him on the show and everything. But he he said to me one day, I literally laughed at him. He said, "I don't care about celebrities. That means nothing to me." And I laughed. I said, "You got to be kidding me, Dave. You love celebrities. That's your it's your life." And I I mean, he is a celebrity, but he loves schmoozing. There's the only yeah, one but reason, it, but he doesn't ask us. I mean, he does it to Clay, he does it to Clay Travis, but he That's doesn't. Do it to, uh, Clay Travis, who he hated, yeah. but you know, Clay Travis is a big deal now. Sold his company, and he's kind of in with the you know in with the beautiful people and on Fox News, and you know, uh, yeah. there's only one reason you go to the Jake Paul Floyd Mayweather fight. Is Logan, that, get it right, Logan. I mean, sorry, Jake, yeah. whatever, Aaron Paul, one of the Pauls, Gabe yeah. Paul. Uh, the only reason you go is to be among celebrities, among the cool, and these aren't, you know, celebrities like, you know, whatever, uh, you know, political celebrities. These are cool people, man. These are rappers. I disagree with, well, I, this one, I, I don't know. I can't speak for him, but they did have like a sponsorship arrangement thing going on with the Yeah, fight. but he loves it. He loves that stuff. Oh, and, you, and, and you'll be in that orbit and yeah. that's why you're so excited and that's next week so here's the deal i won't i won't give you a hard time for begging out for the first time in a year and a half but you gotta uh tell me uh, all the details i want to hear about it because Everything. i want to hear just how exciting it was for you it's like talking to a six-year-old about his first trip to fenway park i mean i want to hear yeah. what it was like and you know how how uh you know, people treated you how these big p i always hear well i hired a whole production crew so like i i, oh, didn't, I didn't go to this length for my wedding i didn't i got a whole team that's going to follow me from waking up that morning all the way to going to bed when i'm in new york city they're going to document the entire thing so I'll just and, I, and i and i'm going to ask you again could you get me a spitting chicklets t-shirt or or okay. a, know, a actually for a koozie Actually, one of my one of our buddies in the sales department sent me these King Cully shirts that I didn't know were coming to the office oh, today. I'll wow. give you one of these, but unfortunately, uh, I don't think I have a large. He sent mediums. It's like baby oh, shirts. That's, that's okay. You'll, uh, yeah. I'm sure you. this whole thing will explode. You'll become a super celebrity, and you'll forget us all, but that's okay. But no, here's my idea. Mean, just make sure the new person that you hire, can you just make sure that it's like you can get out? So just in case I end up getting you know, shit-canned by Kirk that I can come back to this show. Well, I, I, yeah. give it, I, I gave it four months. That's my over-under on you with uh, your new boss. But uh, we'll see. We'll see how the new guy whoever it is works out, but I have an idea today in your final few days with me. It's, I I know you heard, we read, everybody read the latest Hunter Biden scandal. I mean, the, the, the thing people don't understand is this laptop is a never ending treasure trove for, uh, the, the media. Well, not all the media, obviously it'll be covered up by most of the mainstream media, but for Fox news, for talk radio, for the New York post, 
it's this is the gift that will never stop giving because there's a lot on there and it's coming out in dribs and drabs and you're going to see hell the new york post editor miranda divine columnist who is on tv a lot the one the woman with the british accent she's got a book coming out i believe it's called the laptop from hell and there's going to be details in there and hannity teases this all the time he says his sources tell him it's going to get much worse before it gets better and i've heard the same thing in fact i've seen a couple of photos i'm not sure who who tweeted them but one day i saw him and let me just say that some of the women the naked women in the naked pictures with a drugged out hunter biden i'm not sure they uh check their ids i'm not sure a hunter uh stoned out drunk uh, hunter check their ids before making uh, naked videos with them. But, you know, we'll, we won't get ahead of ourselves. We'll deal with today's story. And I think here's what we're going to do. We don't have any sound. As you know, as most people know, Hunter Biden, he likes to use the N-word. Now, his father's daily talking about all the evil white supremacists and racism, systemic racism in this country. I guess he would know because he's got it in his family. He's got it in his in his home uh, at, at some point, Hunter, um, I mean, there's a guy who texts like this. Uh, is there any doubt he talks even worse? You text, you type these words, but, um, and you're putting them up on the screen and I appreciate that, but here's what we're going to do. Cullinane. I'll be the lawyer, George Mazeris. Okay. Oh no. oh no. You be Hunter. Oh no. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think? Do you want to do this? I'll I don't, don't want to get portnoyed. I know I'm le reading, uh, reading a transcript here, but I don't need to accidentally say anything. That's going to get me in trouble here. Um, uh, I'll do my best. Ms. Mazeris. And I feel, I don't feel bad. This guy's a lawyer. He's Hunter's lawyer. He's apparently Hunter's friend. They're on very, very personal terms. But Mazeris uh, has this conversation, and Hunter keeps calling him the N-word. First of all, he's his lawyer, and he's uncomfortable with this conversation. Secondly, he's not black. He's he's not. He doesn't appear, you know, like he's you know a, a wannabe, you know, rapper or any of that. He's just a lawyer. And this guy, Hunter, and again, maybe he's stoned. Maybe he's totally in a drug in a crack haze. It sounds like he spent much of his life in a drag, uh, a crack haze, and he uses that excuse. Like when they literally ask, "Is that laptop yours?" His his answer which is a lie is i don't know i did a lot of things i don't remember this he knows this he remembers he knows all about this he knows what's on the laptop and he knows it's going to get worse and he just lies which is why again his book didn't sell nobody read it nobody I, he didn't seem to have much of a book tour beyond a couple of appearances including having jimmy kimmel suck on his toes which was an embarrassment to both of them but Hunter, uh, with the lawyer, I'm trying to figure out where we can start here. The lawyer is trying to be very uh, uh, gracious with him. He's talking about his unconditional love. God loves you unconditionally. Bo, his dead brother, loves unconditionally. Children are too young to understand what it means. You will show them. There are ideals of unconditional love that serve as proxies. I don't have many. You, God... And then Hunter, you, you can read the next line. He says, OMG, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, you want me to get this? OMG, N-word. Did you just <laughs> a fictional character? This, this looks like a I, 
Honing text minus the bad words. That's but. true. He, Hunter's about as good a writer as you are. He yeah. reminds me of you. And, you know, both of you use that word all the time. It's kind of uncomfortable. Oh, please. Yeah, we don't need to go there. <laughs> oh, oh my, OMG, N-word, did you just a fictional character from the imagination of the collective frightened and my dead brother's unconditional love is what I should rely on and my kids aren't children, George. Oh, God. Imagine, deal. This is a client. The next line... He says, uh, uh, Mazarus, my parents were, con my parents was conditioned. I don't even know what that means. Next line for Hunter. Can you read that one? Yeah. yeah my ahead, read that one. Yeah. My penises as of late has been on, on space <laughs> conditional. That's why we are searching. The lawyer says for my penis. Wow. This is, <laughs> this is actually going better than I thought. This little, this little skit thing you idea. Yeah. And we will always be searching. Go it, ahead and then read the next one. It's big penis, George. They always find it. And I only love you because you're black. And then he says, uh, uh, this is from Miseris. And then, then you go from there. It's so annoying when you interject frivolity, snapped Miseris. True dat N-word. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm done my rant. Oh God! And uh, he has this. Uh, it's not, I think this is my favorite part. Uh, Hunter Biden kept a meme on his laptop. Now we know this. He, they have the laptop. This isn't some secondhand account. Or he said, she said. Uh, he kept a meme on the laptop that showed his father and former President Barack Obama embracing. The meme text reads, "Obama, I'm gonna miss you, man. Joe, can I say it just this once? Obama sighs." Go ahead, Joe. You my N-word, Barack. <laughs> he has that on like his laptop on his uh, his desktop. <laughs> I mean, on his he. I mean, this. I, and there are times it doesn't last long. I have this fleeting sympathy for Joe Biden because he has to uh, deal with this. I can't imagine what a pain in the ass. What an awful awful kid hunter biden was what a high maintenance kid what a screwed up adult what a terrible father what a terrible son what a terrible person hunter biden is and he not only has to he has to lie about him i mean joe biden calls this kid this kid this guy this 50 year old 51 year old degenerate the smartest person i know now i've heard a handful of interviews with him i've read plenty of things he's written i've seen many many pictures if this is the smartest person you know, you got to get out more. You got to meet more people. You're the president. I mean, you have been around some pretty smart people. You, hell, you served with Obama. Obama, I think, was an awful president, but, uh, you know, he's smart. Um, you think uh, Hunter Biden, this crackhead degenerate, is the smartest person you know? Let's go over the, the list uh, once again. I know I've done this before, but it's worth doing. And when we're done, we'll ask, what do you think it would have been like if uh, Donald Trump Jr., just picture Donald Trump Jr. or Eric Trump or, you know, Baron Trump, I don't care, Vivanka, anybody, um, uh, Mike Pence kid had done this. Do you think the New York Times, the Washington Post, the CNN, the MSNB, do you think they might have covered it today? Because I'm just going to guess, I'm going to guess this thing broke last night. 
right? Cullinane was this last night when the, yeah, daily, the daily, afternoon, I believe. Yeah. yeah, late yesterday, um, Hunter. Uh, yeah, that's true. It broke. I was watching during the five, and uh, Jesse Waters jumped in and said, "This is just breaking." You know, Hunter Tom, Hunter Biden with his lawyer. So it broke like six o'clock almost yesterday, and I'm gonna guess. I haven't seen. I haven't done the thing, but you can find this that none of the major networks touched it. They don't touch it. I, I flipped on. Well, why uh, would you, why would you touch this when you can play the uh, kid rock video left and right? We'll get the kid rock. We have, I'm going to say three or four of the best, the most uh, amazing cancel culture stories. They're just, they just keep coming again. I've said this before, but I told you one day, let's, we're going to do this. You know, don't miss these cancel. I mean, you can't keep track of them all. The cancel culture stories, keep coming i'm not sure you know when it ends when the pendulum swings the other way but we'll get to those hunter i in fact i flipped on cnn i flipped on don lemon at whatever time that is 10 uh what is it 10 10 something to see if they were touching it and he has a a capitol hill policeman capitol hill cop who was you know fighting the maga guys on january 6th and he's this weird looking guy with his whole neck is tatted up and he's a cop. And he's talking about how much PTSD he suffers from and how he's, he's making it you know, through therapy and he doesn't know if he'll ever recover. And they show the video and there's a little bit of a tussle with the MAGA guys and they're pushing and the, and the guys are arrested and they're you know, held without bail and they're probably going to jail, but he's a, a, a healthy looking guy, probably 35 years old. And apparently he's on Don Lemon all the time to update him on the uh, the stress and the and the and the horrors that he's living through because of that day, January six, five plus months ago, and it's all they're doing on CNN. They're not talking about the latest Hunter Thompson, um, Hunter Thompson. I keep saying Hunter Thompson, Hunter Biden uh, texts, um, and you, you'll never ever. Uh, uh, see these people cover it. They just won't. They, their whole life is covering for the current administration. Their whole life is making sure this huge, huge news. I mean, let's be honest. If this, again, were Donald Trump Jr., there would be nothing else in the New York Times. It'd be like a special edition of the New York Times of the Washington Post today. But here's a quick rundown. What do you Hunter do today? Thompson. What do you do today? Like text in private. Sorry. <sighs> just an asshole. Like, what do you do? How do what? you, like his text, covering the text. Like if you well, the text. I mean, Daily Mail has a long story. I'm reading the New York Post. I mean, all all the real newspapers consider it news, uh, especially when his father has made it a cornerstone of his administration to uh, divide the country by race, to make everything about race, to rail against white supremacy, to talk about systemic racism. Well, I would say. Uh, as I've asked before, where's the white supremacy? I'd say, you know, where's the systemic racism? Again, it's in his household. Hunter Biden was kicked out of the Navy when he tested positive for drugs. I think he was only in there for a, whatever, a couple months. He only got into the Navy because his father used his uh, influence to get him in after the age of 40. He didn't join the Navy till after he was 40 trying to make something himself, and he immediately got kicked out because he tested positive for cocaine. He left his wife, and you can read all about his personal life uh, on previous texts, left his wife to uh, move in with his brother's widow. His brother Bo died. We know that. His brother Bo was the uh, you know, the opposite, apparently, of, uh, of Hunter. He was a respected you know, military officer, and he served in Iraq, and 
did apparently did things right, but he died of cancer and uh, I believe brain tumor. And uh, that, you know, gave Hunter a big opportunity to get to move in with his brother's widow. Then he was cheating on his brother's widow with a number of females, including a stripper, knocked up the stripper, um, denied the stripper's baby was his. She had to force him to get a DNA a test, DNA test. They proved the kid was him, kids. Then he refused to pay child support for his own child, the president's grandchild. She took him to court again to get him to pay for <laughs> the pay the child support for the child. And I believe she he had to give her a lump sum. The court forced him. He he claimed he didn't have the money, even though he was driving around in a Bentley and living in a place in LA that was like, you know, 25,000 a month. He said he didn't have the money to support his own child. And if you think, you know, it's just him, um, his dad, the president still does not take responsibility for this child still denies. He has, I think he says he has six grandchildren and he has seven or five and has six because he doesn't count the, ch the child of the stripper, even though it's his own blood, his own son knocked up the stripper. Uh, he got a gun. Hunter Biden got a gun. Seems like a good idea. Lied on the background check. You or I would have been in big trouble. But again, the, the Secret Service tried to get to fix the problem. They tried to get the application from the gun store. So the president, now the president wasn't at the time, used his influence to get the Secret Service to pull the gun permit and, and uh, the application and cover up the fact that this druggie uh, lied on the um, on the application, um, he, he this doesn't even count, you know, Tony Bobulinski and all the millions he brought in and kicked back to the big guy from the Ukraine, from Kazakhstan, from China. I mean, he is just the most corrupt, the most deviant, scummiest guy. And it's only just begun. I'm telling you, I know this. Uh, Miranda Devine knows this. Sean Hannity knows this. There's going to be more, much more, and it's going to be much worse. You're not going to believe. Again, the media won't cover it. They won't even mention it. They will cover up. That's their job to cover up for the uh, current president. Anything, whatever it takes to help him hurt Trump is what they're going to do. But if it's it just the most glaring double standard you'll ever see. It, the, the, the story, the, the way he uses the N-word so flippantly and talks about all kinds of stereotypes, like talks about penis Talks about how about the one saying, "You better not charge me the Hennessy rate N word," and then I guess that means Hennessy, the like the liquor, the 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 cognac or whatever that uh, that black people like. You know that's <laughs> that's a stereotype that he, he uses real flippantly, and then he uh, the lawyer says he hasn't heard that before, and he's all proud of himself because I just made that up. <laughs> Like, you're so smart. This is the smartest person Joe Biden knows, the guy who uh, is in this exchange. And by the way, the guy who dropped off the laptop and never picked it up. I can tell you right now, Colleen, I know I know. there's probably pictures of you out there. Oh, sure. Uh, yes, with, with females, you know, probably doing some, uh, you know, unnatural things with with young females you probably you know weren't paying attention People, everything everything was above board yeah everything's above board but you periscope drunk so let's be honest i oh, that's probably yeah. video of you out there too oh definitely yeah i mean i i, I lived i'd lived dangerously a couple years sure sure go on what else so you someday to? probably soon after you you know move on you start your your 
barstool gig, these pictures will resurface. But then again, that's the place to work if you're going to get caught with naked photos because your boss, the president of the company, El Prez, has been caught in compromising positions on video and he just laughs it off. He handles it the way you should. But uh, it's not going to be Hunter Biden naked in bed with his wife. That you could say, you know, it's personal. You know, it's going to be Hunter Biden naked in bed or uh, whatever, on the couch with a crack pipe, you know, with lines of coke, with more than one female, and you're going to wonder just how old she is. So that's uh, that's coming. I can tell you right now, he's he's almost as old as I am. I, I can tell you 100% there in no, there, there's no naked picture of me out there anywhere, and there never will be. The idea of taking a picture of yourself, I don't care how drunk or stoned you are, taking a picture and not like knowing where it's going, you know, not deleting it immediately and actually putting it on a laptop and then turning the laptop in and not going to pick it up because you really don't care. Well, I think a lot of this is coming. Obviously, they're getting this from the text messages that came from all the text messages are being picked up from the computer, right? So anything right. texted with his phone, then transferred over to the computer. Oh. So I can actually... Listen, I've made some mistakes in my life. Oh, let me get ahead of all this stuff. I've made some mistakes. I could totally see, you know, all this stuff playing out exactly the way it is. He should have absolutely found a way to get that fucking laptop. You've convinced me to go get my laptop that I lost <laughs> at the television a couple months ago. So uh, obviously he, you know, has ways to get to sleep. I mean, obviously he's whatever. He's stoned. He's drunk. He's passing out. I can't imagine even if you were a total deviant. Not tossing and turning every night, knowing what's out there. He knows what's out there. He knows what's coming. He knows, obviously, the media has his back. They they will cover up whatever. You know, even if it, if one of those girls is in his bed is dead, they will cover it up. There is no limit to the to the, to the lengths the media will go to help Joe Biden and help Gunter Biden. But do you imagine having this stuff out there? knowing it's going to go public at some point, knowing a woman from the New York Post is, has a book coming out called The Laptop from Hell, he knows what's coming. I can't imagine. And he can still sit there and giggle with Jimmy Kimmel. I guess he's a you know, a sociopath, so it's not really got him too worried or too upset. I um, mean, there were pictures of him in his L.A. place in the mansion in L.A. and his Bentley, you know, going out to Starbucks for coffee. thinks he's Ben Affleck, uh, but... It must be tough, and I'm, I have no sympathy, obviously, but knowing that what's coming is worse than what we've seen already, knowing the, the texts, knowing the photos, knowing the, you know, the, the, the drugs, the, the women, hell, just the thought of the world seeing you naked, wouldn't that be disturbing? Wouldn't you have trouble getting to sleep at night knowing that's out there? But, you know, thoughts and prayers to Hunter, you know, the poor guy. He's, How are they he's getting, I can't even remember, and now we're just talking about they just report the text because they're insane but it's giuliani's team who's leaking this stuff right i'm giuliani not sure how it works it's a good question i mean i read the uh, daily mail everyone's picking up on the daily mail so i guess giuliani has it yep has it it was sitting on his desk when they raided the fbi raided giuliani's apartment he offered to give it to him and they said no we don't need that <laughs> we're we're only interested in your stuff and he's like there's there's a lot of stuff, a lot of criminal activity on that uh, hard drive, and they weren't interested. So, and what's the benefit of leaking it now? Like, you know, what I mean? like it did. Good it, question. I don't know. I don't know. You're asking me, asking me questions, and I don't know the answer. I just read the post version. Yeah. Uh, they just give all the credit to the Daily Mail for releasing it, and I assume if you're uh, Giuliani or you're, you know, New York Post, Miranda Devine, you're doing it 
in dribs and drabs to stay in the news to she'll be trying to sell a book. You know, Giuliani's trying to you know, destroy the Biden family and they got some real, I mean, have you ever heard of better dirt? They have photographs, they have texts. The only defense you get, and I'll get it today on the comment line, I'll get it on Twitter saying he's not president. You know, it's, I didn't vote for Hunter Biden. Well, you voted for the guy who's covering up for Hunter Biden. You voted for the guy who, by the way, lied about not knowing Hunter's business. I mean, it was obviously a lie from the beginning. Joe Biden said he flew to China on Air Force Two when Hunter made that big deal for $1.5 with the Chinese bank. He said he flew there, flew home, and never talked to Hunter about his business. I mean, some lies are more, you know, more subtle than others. That's not even subtle. That's insane. You don't fly with your son for however long that is, 12 hours, I don't know, more than that, 20 hours, and never talk about why he's going there. <laughs> it's just absurd. And, you know, again, if there were media in this country, if it weren't just the New York Post and uh, you know, Fox News, everybody would be asking that question. How could you fly to China and never ask your own son why he's going there? <laughs> Wouldn't that be the, I mean, if you sit with a stranger, I hate it, but sometimes you sit with a stranger and they go, you know, business or pleasure, or why are you going to Seattle? I mean, that's the first question you ask. He's literally on the plane with his father and his father claims he never asked about the business, why he was making this trip. And that's obviously a lie, but he was caught on camera with, I believe, someone from Kazakhstan and Ukraine in 2015. Biden, Joe Biden, had met with them to help his son, you know, make all these these dirty deals. So he he lied about that, but nobody cares. It's okay. We, uh, you know, we're fundamentally transforming the country. So leave him alone and let him get to work. And I'm just going to say, I. We're going to make this, we're going to make this transition here, Cullinane. I obviously am not a big Joe Biden fan. I think I'm now going to wish him well. I'm going to hope for the best because the idea of the president, the, the, the idea of this person who was in Guatemala and Mexico City yesterday or this week being the president and being celebrated, I can't look at Kamala Harris. I can look at Joe Biden and sometimes it's uncomfortable because he loses his way and he struggles with the teleprompter, but I can't look at Kamala Harris. I can't do it. I mean, I know most of the country agrees with me. Most of the country realizes that she is just the most cringy, just the most unlikable, unnatural, unauthentic un human being. I, I don't, I mean, I know how she got there. But it still amazes me. We just you know, reviewed Hunter Biden's recent history. And certainly Kamala Harris is not a degenerate deviant like Hunter, but she is this creation of the media and of the, of the system. And I was going back and forth with some people on Twitter about this last night because the person you saw, and we'll get to the Lester Holt interview, which again, she, everything she does, I mean, the, the press conference in Guatemala, the press conference in Mexico City, this sit down with one of her big, big fans, Lester Holt, was incredibly uncomfortable when she's sitting there with a with a partisan, with a supporter, Lester Holt, who asks an obvious question. She can't handle it. I'll get to that one second. And I look at her and I go, how could anyone vote for her? And then I remember no one did. I mean, no one did. The, uh, the first 
uh, female, uh, the first black, the first Southeast Asian vice president, um, soon to be the first black female president, soon to be our 47th president. Everybody knows that she will ascend to the office in, I gave it a year and a half, sometime in the next three years. Joe Biden will step down. Kamala Harris will step up. That's the plan. She's going to be president. And nobody voted for her. I mean, nobody voted for her. She didn't even make it to the primaries when she ran in in 2000 and whatever, 2018. Yeah, I guess it was the fall of 2018, heading into the primaries of, I mean, of 2000, uh, 2019, heading into the primaries of 2020. She had zero support. She was trailing Andrew Yang and Liz Warren in California in the polls, her home state. She got no support. She dropped out in, I believe, December. The first primary, obviously, was in February. She never made it to Iowa, never made it to New Hampshire. She was that unpopular. She didn't even run in a single primary. She didn't even uh, compete in her home state. She was, uh, uh, as I pointed out, there was a poll at the time, just before she uh, bowed out, among black voters. She trailed Liz Warren the lightest, whitest person besides you or me, Cullinane, Liz Warren was more popular among black voters than the first black vice president. So she she doesn't, nobody likes her. Nobody likes her. That's a fact. Nobody supports her. Nobody. And yet she was chosen because Biden promised a black female. I'm telling you how the country would be much different right now, much different and better off is if Biden chose Tulsi Gabbard. People, you know, moderates like Kelsey Gabbard, she sometimes goes against her own party. She sometimes has an independent thought, and they don't allow that. But it would be so different if she were vice president. You would say that person is genuine. You know, that person is real. She has real thoughts and opinions. No one thinks that about Kamala Harris. Everyone knows she's as phony as they come. I mean, she is, she makes Liz Warren look genuine. It is creepy how phony she is. And by the way, she is so protected, so insulated that when she does step out of the bubble and we know she went 70, she's going on 77 days, I believe since she was named the czar of the border, she's in charge of the border because Joe Biden knows it's a mess and doesn't want to be get anything on him so she said that's up to her that's her job and she didn't like that she doesn't want to go to the border she doesn't want to have any pictures of her with amid the chaos at the border she doesn't want you know these children in cages to be seen in the same photo with her or uh, in the same story with her so she said no i'm not going to the border and she still refuses to go to the border she went to guatemala she went to mexico city she won't go to the rio grande and we know why she doesn't want to be seen there, but she can't admit that. And there's a reason she doesn't do press conferences. There's a reason she doesn't do interviews because even with a friendly interviewer, even with someone like Lester Holt, who supports her 100%, she is so uncomfortable and so disingenuous that you can't watch this and not just cringe. But let's look, let's listen now to Kamala Harris with, um, uh, Lester Holt, and consider this as you watch. She knew before this, uh, her people knew that Lester Holt had to ask the question of like, why haven't you been to the border and when are you going to the border? That's an obvious question. 
even, I mean, you can only ask so many questions about your, about your Chuck Taylors or about, you know, your, you know, favorite ice cream or whatever the, the typical question that you get from the mainstream media. She, he knew, she knew he had to ask and she was so ill-prepared. You wonder if she's just, if she's, if she's not um, up for the job, she appears to be not up for the job of vice president. God knows she's not up for the job of president. But answer, answer me this as she sits down. Why why couldn't she be ready for this? Why didn't she have an answer ready for her friend Lester Holt? We've been to the border. So this whole this whole this whole thing about the border, we've been to the border. We've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. I, and I haven't been to Europe. And I, I mean I don't I don't understand the point that you're making. I'm that is so insane. I mean, it's not a huge deal because everything she says is fake and phony but i've been no you haven't been to the border just have a reason that you haven't been to the border don't say i've been to the border when you haven't been to the border and what does europe have to do with it can you explain that to me that was so bizarre i've been i haven't been to europe and lester holt's like i'm trying to help you what the hell is wrong with you i'm trying to help you why can't you just answer the questions just say you're going to the border next week uh, you know, they won't hold you to it if you don't go. This is your, these are your supporters. She can't handle a simple question about the border. We know why she's not going. She doesn't have to tell the truth and say, I don't want to go because it's a mess. Uh, you know, we have to go to Guatemala. Guatemala has nothing to do with the current chaos at the border. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows it's untenable. Everyone knows she doesn't want to be associated with it. But what the hell does Europe have to do with it? I've never been to Europe. This is supposed to be a really smart, a really capable person. It's not. She's not. This is not presidential material. And yet she's going to be president and the, the media will just fall over themselves. They're just so excited. Uh, somebody played a montage last night of all the uh, celebration when she was named VP. And every single person just said, First woman, first black, first Southeast Asian, first whatever. First, I mean, it, it's just, uh, it, it doesn't, nothing matters except identity politics. Nothing matters except her race and her sex or gender. It's, it's like, it, it doesn't matter that she's not that smart or articulate or honest or genuine. It's all irrelevant. And it's, uh, it's a sad state, a sad commentary in the country that this person is a heartbeat, a shaky heartbeat away from the presidency and she can't answer a simple question. Why aren't you been to the border? I've been to the border. No, you haven't. <laughs> She's sitting there. You can see it. You can hear it. She's thinking, you're on my side. You're supposed to be helping me. What are you doing here, Lester? And he's like, I got to ask one obvious question. Why haven't you been to the border? We've been to the border. We've been to the border. We've been to the border. What? Oh God. I can't imagine listening to that for, Whatever, two years, four years, six years, eight years, whatever. That 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 person is not supposed to be uh, the vice president. No one supported her. Democrats didn't support her. Black people didn't support her. Whites, uh, women didn't support her. Nobody supported her. Nobody. She was a terrible choice, and she now looks like an even worse choice. And they're gonna have to do some serious damage control. I know she's been on the cover of you know Vogue and Vanity Fair, but that is cringy and that's nbc that's not tucker carlson they're gonna have to really and it should, and it should have been a lot more cringy like he should have just stayed like he should have stayed with that and kept asking questions on that well, well he did and guess what she did laughed yeah. laughed 
Yep. It's the most uncomfortable thing in the world. She laughs at everything. She giggles and laughs hysterically at everything. And you go, wait a second. Can't you just, is that so hard to control? Like, don't laugh. I mean, doesn't her handler say, don't laugh. Even if you think it's funny, don't laugh. Smile. Well, right. just, don't laugh. Just lie. Just say, yeah, <laughs> go. Yeah. don't laugh. Just, just lie. If you're, if you're in, that's what you say. Yes. Just say, I'm on my way to the border. I'm going to be there in two weeks. Even if you're not. So what? They don't hold you to this stuff. Why laugh? She laughs at everything. It's so uncomfortable. I'm telling you, I don't like her and I still feel bad. I'm like, oh, geez, what are you doing? Just make, get through this. I mean, Liz Warren would have been better. You know, let, you, know you name the woman uh, you know, that, that, that you would have considered, could, you know, Kristen Gillibrand, anybody would have been better. And I get, I mean, there's got to be, you know, Stacey Abrams, there's, there's black women who would have been better. This woman is, I mean, Stacey Abrams is obnoxious. But she doesn't laugh at everything, and she doesn't seem totally, completely fake, phony, whatever. But it's not going to go away. She's going to—it's going to continue. She's not going to do a lot of interviews unless it's you know with whatever Nickelodeon or something. She can giggle and show you her kicks. But God, is she cringy? Um, all right, speaking of cringy, this this was this is uh, you know we're going to do we should do the New York Times uh, uh, explanation uh, defense of Mara Gay, but first. This is important because I know a lot of people are out there looking for jobs or new jobs. I mean, some don't have jobs. Some want better jobs. I'm going to tell you there's not many companies that treat their people better than Shea Concrete and what they're doing now. They're having a job fair. You know what? They're such a good company. Things are good, and they're, they're always hiring, and they're going to hold a job fair, and you get to go there and see if there's a place for you at Shea Concrete. The job fair is this Saturday, June 12th. At their Amesbury facility, beautiful facility, easy to get to, plenty of room. I think there's parking, although I don't know how many people are going to show up. But it's uh, 8 a.m. to noon. This is a 70-year-old family business with over 30 available positions in Massachusetts and New Hampshire. June 12th, this Saturday, 8 to noon. Just show up, see if they got a position for you. They're always hiring, and they treat their people right uh, I've sent, I've, I've recommended it to so many people say, you're looking for a job, check out Shea Concrete, stop in and visit and see what they got something for you. And let me tell you, one of the things you'll be doing if you uh, are in the plant, you'll be making the uh, precast concrete steps. And as I've told you before, Shea has a huge selection of their precast concrete steps. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old staircase, Shea has great values with designs for any home available in concrete or you can customize your steps with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home. In most cases, they can remove the old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. You get to sit inside on a hot day and crank the AC and let them do the work. Let them go out there and sweat and upgrade your home. As soon as they're done, your home looks better and it's worth more. It's an investment. It's a smart move. Learn more about Shay's precast concrete steps at shakeconcrete.com or just go there. Go there Saturday, 8 to noon, and see if there's a job for you at Shay Concrete. This was a huge day or a huge week for cancel culture, as I pointed out. And there are, um, we got at least three examples. We talked briefly, we talked a lot about Chris Harrison in the past, but Chris Harrison is officially out at uh, The Bachelor. And let me say this. He did nothing. He did nothing. He didn't deserve it. He didn't did. He did nothing. In case you forget, 
Now, history, you'll think, oh, he said something racist. He did something racist, you know, 10, 15, 20 years from now. So they gave him the boot after 20 seasons. That isn't true. There are some people who literally did nothing to get canceled. We mentioned the uh, Sacramento Kings play-by-play guy who was trying to be uh, uh, conciliatory. He said all lives matter. Got fired for saying all lives matter. There's some things that you just say, you know, the 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 bassist for uh, Mumford and Sons, we mentioned him, who recommended a book by Andy No about Antifa. That's it. Read a book and then recommended it. Got kicked out of the band that he co-founded. That could top my list. I'm going to make my list one of these days, but it just keeps growing. Of insane cancel culture examples. Of insane cancel culture stories. Chris, the, 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 the thing that these people have in common, the next... Um, Ellie Kemper, uh, Chris Harrison, uh, is you can't feel sorry for them because of the way they react. I mean, Chris Harrison gave the most pathetic apology. First of all, he did nothing. We'll play it, but quick review. A black, uh, I mean, a, a, a white, what do you call the, 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 the women, uh, the contestants on The Bachelorette? The Bachelor. Oh, oh, Bachelorette. One of the Bachelorettes. Yep. One of the Bachelorettes, uh, McCurconnell, she went to a debutante ball. We've gone over this already. One of these Southern theme balls that they have uh, in frats and sororities. Just went to one as a student, as a kid. I, I think she was 21 or two and uh, got caught. Obviously, pictures. Obviously, she's, you know, she's a racist. She's worse than Hunter Biden. Um, he defended her by asking for grace, asking for forgiveness. He was delivering this, you know, this Christian message of forgiveness. That is it. He was trying to, you know, to, to, to reach out, to, to show some sympathy, show some, some heart. That's it. That's it. He did nothing else. For that, he lost his job, temporarily booted off the show, and then uh, permanently uh, booted this week. His apology for doing nothing wrong, by the way. At this point, Chris Harrison should have known that it was over and he should have fought back or at least defended himself and said, all I did was ask for forgiveness for this woman, for this kid who did something dumb. That's it. He's speaking so casually, too. It's not like it's not some like crazy, passionate defense. Right. It's a casual conversation. I'll play it for you right now. What are your thoughts about Rachel Kirkinell and the allegations attached to her? A couple of things. First and foremost, I don't know. Um, I haven't talked to Rachel about it. And, and this is, again, where we all need to have a little grace, a little understanding, a little compassion, because I've seen some stuff online. Again, this judge, jury, executioner thing where people are just tearing this girl's life apart. That's it. Just asking a little grace. A little grace, a little compassion, a little understanding. That's it. That got him, that got him canceled. That is it. Uh, so you have to have uh, – and then his apology. Do you have his apology? Because this is – the uh, the ultimate in groveling, the ultimate mistake, by the way, because you knew it wasn't going to save him. Oh, this isn't Drew Brees, though. Come on, this oh, is that's true. Oh, you're right on, on that. Yeah, let's give him. Yeah, let's and, give him and by the way, I think Chris Harrison only did it once. Drew Brees went on an apology tour and apologized for saying he would never kneel for the anthem. That's it. So you're right. I apologize. My mistake. The most pathetic apology ever is Drew Brees, but right up there, top five. Is this squish Chris Harrison, who's apologizing like Breeze for nothing? A lot of people, and I'm wondering, why would you defend Rachel Kirkinell? 
It was a mistake. I made a mistake. I am an imperfect man. I made a mistake, and I own that. Oh, God. He, he goes on and on. And doesn't he sound like one of the televangelists, like Jim and Tammy Faye Baker? I mean, he sounds like you know, genuinely uh, like he did something. He did something. Instead of saying, what the hell should I apologize for? I just defended this dumb kid who went to the debutante party or whatever. That's all. I'm trying to show a little compassion, a little grace. I'm not going to join the mob and ask for her you know, head on a stick. Instead, he did that, so you can have no sympathy for him. And yesterday, I guess it became official. And I, I again, if you if you have a little sympathy for him, that's probably going to go out the window when you find out that he got a seven, eight-figure settlement. Is the report eight-figure settlement? And what did you say? Barstool's reporting is twenty-five million. I uh, no, I've seen other places twenty-five million, which seems probably more accurate. Bar, I saw a video KFC put out said fifty. I don't think he made fifty million. Uh, I don't even stun to understand why you would have to give him that kind of money. I mean, can't you just say it was in this day and age? It's cause he he did something racist. Anyway, he walks away with twenty-five million. I never even heard of him. I never knew who he was till a couple. Months oh, ago. that's nonsense. He was a monster. Was he? Oh, Bachelor probably makes crazy money. He was making. I'm sure it does, but I don't know. I didn't know who he was. I never watched. My wife and daughter watched it sometimes, and I would just like, oh, I had to leave the room. God, I hate it. I hate that freaking show. I hate it. But I don't feel bad for this idiot who, who groveled and begged and lost his job anyway. But he played hardball, and, by the way. Did you read that aspect? He like threatened no. to tell ABC, ABC executives through the negotiation. He threatened to give all their dirty little secrets out if they didn't but, pay him. Like he played legit hardball uh, to get this twenty-five billion dollars. So more power to him there. All right, I want to get. Well, let's do Ellie Kepper here before I get. Uh, to Shay, let's do Ellie Kemper because you're you you're a big fan of Ellie Kemper. I didn't even know, again. I didn't even know who she was. I mean, I watch The Office because my son is a, one of these Office fanatics who's seen every episode like ten times. I don't sit and watch it, but it's in on TV at home a lot. I did, a, I did an so, Office theme proposal to my wife, by the way, just to let you, you did know. Not. When I proposed to my wife, yes, I did. I don't know if I've ever. T- I've told the roommate story, but I haven't. Do you, memori- you have it memorized now to the, to this day? Can you remember what you said? Oh, no, I don't remember what I said. I just like, dude, it was like an office theme thing, but whatever. So your wife is into it too? Oh, obsessed. Obsessed with you. Know, let me, I'll say this. I'm, I, again, I like The Office. I'm not one of these fanatics. It's certainly better than The Bachelor. I recognize her. I see her. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, uh, you know, initially when they said it's an office, actress is in trouble. I thought it was the chick from St. Louis that's always with John Krasinski. Yep. That woman then ends up dating the guy down in the in the in the warehouse that, that whatever her what's her name she's Pam, uh, Pam Beasley yeah, Pam, right it's not it's Ellie Kemper and this is so bizarre I tried to read up and try to understand it because this was in 1999 I believe when she was 19 years old she went to a weird uh ball again one of these balls uh, <laughs> and uh the uh, let me get this story I, the name of the ball is the creepiest part to be honest with you uh, the, the, uh, let's get the name of it. Um, uh, she, she went to this, they, they, they decided it was racist and sexist and everything else. She was part, not, uh, she was part of it anyway, went to this weirdo ball where, uh, it had a history. It went back like hundreds of years, a tradition of, uh, and in the past, eh, it was a Missouri debutante ball. Damn it. I want to get the name of it cause it's so weird. Um, oh, here it is. Uh, the Veiled Prophet Ball. Now, that sounds like some kind of weirdo devil-worshipping thing. The Veiled Prophet Ball, 
And Kemper won. She was named Queen of Love and Beauty. All right. I'm going to give you this. This is a creepy thing, man. This is a creepy, creepy thing. Uh, but but do you think it's that extreme? Like, it's just a, it's just 20, a pageantry. It's 22 just a, years ago, right? She's 40 now. She's, but she, but she's in, all the story, yeah, in all the story, she wasn't like a part of the organization. Right. Anyway. It's just a ball that she entered. That's like saying. The ball, the ball was founded by Missouri elites, including a Confederate soldier, and was a bastion of conservatism that stood in opposition to social change, including racial equality. This is from a CNN story. Um, but this was a CNN uh, writer who defended her and pointed out that most institutions that have been around for whatever, 200 years have a, uh, shall we say, a checkered past. I mean, and points out that the church that the president allegedly belongs to, he doesn't really, but, you know, the Catholic church, uh, the Southern Baptist Church, the Mormon churches, these all have a history of, uh, shall we say, racial inequality. Um, colleges, Princeton, Yale, Yale's named for a, a slave trader. So if someone went to Yale, like, you know, John Kerry or, uh, you know, Clinton, I mean, should they be ostracized? Should they be forced to apologize for participating, for associating themselves with a racial, with a racist uh, uh, institution, because that's all this is. This place, you know, came clean in in '79. Uh, they they uh, I guess that's really late, but um, they desegregated the ball, and they now have black and Hispanic and Asian and everything else, uh, and they have denounced their own past, kind of what churches do and other institutions, colleges do. So, what's the difference? Why should Kemper? In fact, she should be less culpable because she was a dumb kid in a beauty oh. contest, which means by definition, you're just a brainless, you know, uh, uh, you know body who goes on and says, look at me, aren't I beautiful? Aren't I glamorous? It's not, it's got no substance to it. Anyway, it's not like you swear an oath to the uh, well, veiled prophets. It's just a kid joining a ball, winning the contest, being the name of the I, most beautiful person. I think your examples with like Yale and whether it be the masters or something like that, whatever that column is recommending there as examples. I think those are extreme. We're talking about, she entered just a random ass ball. I bet she did 10 other ones. It's like, it's like playing in a basketball tournament growing up and you don't know somebody organized it, but you don't need to know the history. Oh, yeah. yeah you, you're, right. You're playing something that's sponsored by, I don't know, the, the Elks or sure. the, you know, the Lions club. And they say, Oh, that club, you know, 80 years ago was, uh, racially uh, run by a racist and you didn't get it. Yeah. The guy, the guy who was uh, running that chapter of the, of the lions club was uh, a racist. Then you go, I didn't know that. I mean, does he's not around anymore, but the veiled profit it's called the veiled profit organization says our organization believes and promotes inclusion, diversity, equality. It doesn't matter. They, she was targeted, which means the Twitter mob went after her and she had to issue an apology and by the way, she is a hardcore liberal. I, I mentioned this yesterday. I saw her donations. She has donated a fortune to every Democrat cause and every you know, political political action committee and every candidate. She's a hardcore Democrat, and she had to issue a groveling apology, which is pathetic. This is the point, and I realize Ellie Kemper or uh, Chris Harris is not the best candidate for this. That someone has to stand up and say, "Are you kidding me? What? What did I? You know, I didn't do anything. I'm not racist. The, the the ball had nothing to. You know, first of all, I was a teenager. Secondly, 
I didn't know there was some history of some Confederate soldier being one of the founders of the ball. How the hell would I know that? I'm supposed to you know, research that when I'm you know, 17 years old. It's just madness. Uh, but it's, again, it's not going to end. Uh, again, the people in November, you know, 80 million people voted for cancel culture. They believe in cancel culture. It only works one way. There are, every time I tweet about this, or we talk about it, I get people saying, what about Liz Cheney? Liz Cheney didn't lose her job. I mean, she's a congressman. The people of Wyoming will get a chance to vote her out. I hope but she didn't lose her job. She lost her position in, uh, the, the man, uh, uh, is a leader in leadership because the, she disagreed with just about everybody in the, in the caucus. So that's not canceling someone. And I, I, I was tweeting back and forth with a guy who said, what about Nike? You know, people have boycott Nike has not been, uh, deplatformed. They've not, they still, you can still buy their stuff in any and every store. You know, they haven't, Amazon hasn't canceled them, even though they support a, a ruthless communist, regime that puts people in concentration camps. Nike hasn't been canceled. And the, and the guy writes, yeah, but what about Colin Kaepernick? That is the single worst example of cancel culture there's ever been. He wasn't canceled by anyone, just the opposite. He quit on the NFL. He could have you know, gone back to the NFL. He chose to be a martyr. He supports cop killers. He hates cops. He had the pig socks. He wishes happy birthday to a woman who killed a cop in cold blood. He salutes anybody that that that, that hates cops. That you know that he supports people who've murdered cops, and yet Nike still pays him. He still is in commercials. He still is one of the darlings of the media. Colin Kaepernick hasn't been canceled by anybody. It's a terrible example. Once again. Cancel culture only works one way. Conservatives don't get canceled, uh, I mean, uh, as a rule, just because they're conservatives. I mean, I don't think Ellie Kemper is going to get canceled. It's so silly. It's so stupid. Uh, and Chris Harrison um, is kind of viewed as someone, because I don't watch the show, but someone said he's viewed as kind of a, a conservative guy, a, 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 a religious, a, a Christian kind of guys, that kind of guy. And only, this, only now because of this, like that's what he sounded like when he uh, offered, asked for grace. He sounded kind of Christian. He's not viewed as a hardcore liberal. He's not like, you know, uh, you know, Joy Behar. Joy Behar could do anything, say anything, and she won't be canceled. It'll never happen because she is a hardcore liberal. I'm not sure what Kelly Stewart is to get to our next cancellation. Kelly Stewart was also known as Kelly in Vegas. This is a bizarre story. She was fired by ESPN last week um, because of nine-year-old tweets that were homophobic. I'm going to guess she just used homophobic slurs. I haven't seen the tweets yet, but homophobic slurs, and she, she blames it on Twitter trolls who were attacking her and she lost her cool and fought back. But here's the weird part. Kelly, if you don't know, she was a, a betting analyst, which is an up and coming field, which means you're not going to see the last of Kelly in Vegas. That's her Twitter handle. Her name is Kelly Stewart. She worked at other places, including Bleacher Report. Is that where she was? They found out about the tweets. They suspended her at, I think it was Bleacher Report. So she paid a price, and then she left uh, that place for ESPN. ESPN knew about it and hired her. 
uh, a month later, somehow, I guess there was some pressure from somebody and they fired her for nine-year-old tweets after they hired her, knowing those nine-year-old tweets were out there and she already was punished for them. <laughs> Do I have that right? Yes. Yes. She, right? she basically said she had been suspended during her run. Yeah. So she kind of acknowledged that because the early reports didn't say that ESPN hired her knowing that, but they reported like she deleted. How, how could they not if she was suspended and um, she they knew um, whatever. If they didn't know about it, it's amazing because she was suspended. She apologized. She moved on for these nine-year-old tweets. It's just amazing. You know, you can be at ESPN. You can be Mark Jones at ESPN. Uh, if you don't know, he's a play-by-play guy who hates cops and, and said he didn't want to have a police escort to his games, uh, which is bizarre anyway, but they got police escorts to do college football games. He said he didn't want one because he's afraid one of the cops would kill him. That guy, that guy's in good standing. He's got no problem at ESPN. You could be as radical as, you know, Max Kellerman. It doesn't matter, but you're got a nine-year-old tweet which apparently had some homophobic slur and you can't work there as a betting analyst in Vegas. So she's out on her ass and she, and I'll give her credit for this much. She apologizes again, but she said um, that uh, she said ESPN notified me that they're terminating my contract due to deleted tweets from 2012. I know the words I used are unacceptable and hurtful, and I'm terribly sorry for this lapse in judgment. But I cannot apologize for standing up to these vicious attacks. I, like so many female personalities, endure from anonymous online trolls. I wish ESPN had been willing to stand behind me, particularly because I'd already been suspended for these tweets by another company. I cannot control their decision. I can only say I'm sorry for the person I was and some of the mistakes I made in my youth. Uh, it is amazing. She's must have thought I got through that storm. You know, I weathered that storm. I got suspended. I deleted the tweets. I've moved on. But someone came up and said, wait a second, ESPN. Look what this person did nine years ago. And they fired her. It's just such a terrible precedent. I realize. I wonder, and I, I always wonder in these situations, like how many tweets was ESPN getting about her old tweets? Do you know what I mean? Like, what it can't was the be many. It, it, yeah. right, it can't be many. It's, and it's, as you know, it's activists. It's people yeah. who do this for a, a life. It's these sleeping giants, these Bob Murchisons, these uh, Media Matters people. That's what they do. And they take, you know, they're like the cops who put the, the solved, you know, cases on the wall they put that up there another pelt another pelt we got kelly from vegas a gambling analyst who tweeted some slur nine years ago uh how old is kelly we got to get kelly's age because i want to know how old she was when she did this find out how old she is and i'll tell you about someone uh who will not be canceled <laughs> for for the same thing and i'll tell you why because kid rock is never going to apologize for anything kid rock uh, used a racial slur on stage the other day. Uh, Kid Rock, I mean, actually saying Kid Rock used a slur. I mean, does that seem like even news? That's like saying the sun came up, The you know, the water is wet. Kid Rock was trying to sing at this, this uh, redneck bar, and he was probably drunk. He looks, he always kind of sounds and looks drunk. And um, I'm trying to, what was the name of the bar he was at? And, uh, 
you can't play this, right? Or can you? Is it bleeped out? I can play it. It's bleeped out. By the way, Kelly's 37, so she was in her late 20s when this happened. She says her youth. It wasn't her youth. And by the way, the reason this probably spawned, the initial reports that I saw were she deleted some tweets earlier that were this year about COVID and COVID kind of denial and stuff like that. I guarantee you somebody who saw that was the Uh, impetus that kind of sets people off in the moment and then they just attack. But again, she's a gambling analyst in Vegas telling people to take the under. Yep. I mean, take the points on Texas A&M and Texas A&M this week because of whatever that you can't do that job at ESPN because she tweeted nine years ago at some troll. Again, she's apologized for it. She's been suspended for it. At some point, you have to say, make a living. It's like I said about Michael Vick or, uh, or Anthony Weiner. I mean, you go to prison. That's for, for what you did. You get out of prison Unless you're a, a, a murderer, just a, a, you, you do get a chance to do your job to live your life, don't you? I mean, I hate to, I hate to sound soft here, but at what point do you say, okay, they paid a price. They can get off the mat now. They can go back to work as a gambling analyst or a brainless host of some stupid reality show. You, 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 you can't ban yeah, give her an opportunity to apologize publicly, back her as an employee, and just see what happens after that. You know, it's, it's just to my point earlier, they probably just said, I got five tweets, it's not worth my time. See you later. She's not bringing any revenue in. It's a shame. Yeah, it's not important enough, but uh, I mean, there's such a double standard. I point out that there are so many people at ESPN uh, who could say whatever they want because they're on the right side of the aisle. And I don't know that Kelly from Vegas is. is uh, is political at all but you're right she's expendable i never even heard of her uh didn't know who she was even though she's worked for a few places and she had a nice niche there aren't a lot of female handicappers you know doing and analyzing you know point spreads and that's a as you know an up-and-coming field with all the sponsors and all the the gamblers that are out there you know what maybe she'll end up with you at barstool maybe uh, but also, like let her like let her find now you just ruined her reputation it's all over the internet she can't it's literally this is the height of finding an opportunity in her field in that niche right like this is perfect timing for her to potentially be looking for a new gig but you just ruined her reputation you will no longer you will no longer be able to google her name without seeing a million articles she is officially unemployable because you just didn't let her leave quietly. It would have to write. It have to be some real, you ever see these shows where you're flipping around and, and, and there's just some show from Vegas and there's just two guys with a big yep. screen behind them with all the point spreads. And they're saying, I, I would uh, uh, three team parlay and they, they were all hardcore in the mud gamblers. It'd be one of those things that people, they could give a damn whether she said some slur nine years ago but you know espn was probably her dream job it was probably you know she was probably thinking i'm i got through this i'm all set and they kick her in the teeth a month after hiring her it's despicable like all these things and at least she at least she qualified her apology they just said i thought espn had my back they probably told her they did they lied the mob came for her and you're right Colin. she was expendable yep i do we have time for this quickly I um I want to do I want to do Kid Rock. I'm not going to defend Kid Rock. I'm going to say <clears throat> Kid Rock is a person who will never ever apologize to the mob. He could do the dumbest thing, the most offensive thing. He's not going to grovel. He's never going to do what Chris Harrison does. Maybe that's an extreme example. But Kid Rock was getting uh, uh, he wasn't heckled, although it's probably worse than heckled. 
he was singing at the what's the hillbilly bar? I got to get the name because it's uh, it's. Perfect. I would have thought it would have been at his bar. He owns a big. He owns a place. It's, on it wasn't his bar, but it was another yeah. bar um, called Fish Lips Bar and Grill in Smithville, Tennessee. And he's there, big crowd, no masks, of course. I don't think they ever wore masks at Kid Rock's. Uh, what is his bar called? Kid Rock's Badass Bar or something. And he was up um, singing, uh, and people kept taking pictures. His his bar is called the Kid Rock's Big Ass Honky Tonk Rock and Roll Steakhouse. <laughs> that is perfect. Um, and he's done other things. He's ripped, uh, as this story mentions, Joy Behar and Kathy Lee Gifford on camera. He swears. Uh, so he gets people are taking his picture and recording him. He doesn't like that, doesn't want that. And he starts flipping them off and saying, F you and F your cell phone. But in the midst of his rant, he lets slip a very common um, uh, homophobic slur. So this made, and I just Googled it. It's everywhere. It's Yahoo and CNN and everywhere else. What, so you can play it with, this, with the thing bleeped yeah, they, out? They, they bleep it out, I believe. I let's, I let's, let's, you. Fuck your iPhone! I think you did it multiple times. Uh, uh, I mean, I think there's a lot of profanities, but there's one you can say, one you can't. And he's unlike uh, Morgan Wallen, who, by the way, has performed even after he got excommunicated. I believe he's performed at the Kid Rock's bar. Morgan Wallen never will recover uh, with the uh, slur that he yelled to his friend while drunk. And he did it in the same context as Hunter Biden, by the way, people who want to cancel Morgan Wallen are, uh, pretty quiet when it comes to Hunter Biden did the same thing. Use the N word, trying to be cool with his friend. Morgan Wallen got canceled by everybody. And except his, his customers, except the, his fans, but all the award shows and advertisers canceled Morgan Wallen. I'm not sure Kid Rock is cancelable now. He is a, a fabulously rich, wealthy, famous hell. He was at the White House with Sarah Palin and Ted Nugent one night visiting Donald Trump. And he won't ever apologize. And I heard I saw on Twitter a few things. People said, Oh, he used the slur. And I'm going, Do you know who you're talking about? You're talking about Kid Rock. Do you know what he's have you heard his songs? I mean, he has a song called... His, his debut album was unbelievable. What a phase of music. That was my prime. I loved his first album. Oh, really? I mean, uh, he has a song called F-O-A-D, the letters, F-O-A-D. And it's a real song with real lyrics. And the chorus is, fuck off and die. That's <laughs> about his old girlfriend. And that's what he sings over and over again. He's got another one which says... Uh, um, I'm a bad, I mean, half his songs, I'm a bad MFer, And I mean, that's, uh, that's what he does. He swears. He's, Can we talk about his gentle side a little bit. That song with Sheryl Crow is top of his charts for like weeks. That was beautiful. It's, Months. Just called, it's just called picture. It's great. He's, yeah. he's very, very creative and he's, he's very talented. And, uh, oh, wants, oh, let's be honest now. Now he's a cartoon character. Let's just, he turned into a him and Ted Nugent. So he's in categories with Ted Nugent. Now. Uh, yeah. But he loves America. You heard a song born free saluting America. He's just an aberration in that business. And I do think he's so big now. He's so wealthy that, uh, you know, so famous that he does not care. And you will see some people you know, go after him and he will just laugh at them. He'll flip in the finger, just like he did to those people with the iPhones, which I'm not defending 
uh, Kid Rock. I'm saying that's what you should have done, Chris Harrison. You should have given him the finger and uh, said you did nothing wrong. Same with you, Ellie Kemper. It is yeah, can I give advice? By the way, can I, anybody who's going to apologize for the future, ignorance is acceptable, by the way. Like when your apology <laughs> says ignorance is not, no, no, no. It is the most acceptable, actually. If you ignorance from a teenager, I would yes. say, I mean, uh, ignorance from a teenager, it, there's a lot of these people, and we've seen it before, where they like the, the, the kid who uh, in, in Iowa, the football fan that donated his thing to the, the, the hospital, and oh, you got a Bud Light for a year or something, and they found uh, offensive tweets and the writer who attacked him, they immediately looked at his tweets and he tweeted more things. I mean, you got to look in the mirror before you start saying, you know, let's let's uh, cancel this person for appearing at a debutante ball when she was 19 years old with no understanding of what the ball stood for or what the who founded the damn thing. Again, uh, as this CNN person points out, and I'm pretty sure there's a liberal, she's writing for CNN. You know, you're going to ask Joe Biden about the Catholic Church. You're going to ask Joe Biden about, you know, Pennsylvania, uh, UPenn, Penn, which has his, you know, stuff. Or you're going to ask uh, the Clintons about Yale or Harvard or Princeton. I mean, there are a lot of institutions with a, uh, shall we say, an outdated uh, path or a, a checkered past. And just because you went there doesn't mean that you are responsible or that you were aware uh, of, of everything that went on there 200 years ago. But anyway, that's everyone knows that. We're all talking to the choir. Everyone knows how ridiculous it is that Ellie Kemper had to apologize and Chris Harrison had to beg for mercy and Kelly in Vegas is uh, unemployed now because of a nine-year-old tweet. Uh, we all know that, but we didn't have time to get to the New York Times pathetic um, defense of Mara Gay, but it was good to see, Colin, that after we did this yesterday morning, it was everywhere. The Mara Gay video of her saying how scared she was, how traumatized she was by American flags and pickup trucks on Long Island. She's a joke. The New York Times is a joke. We all know that, but uh, it was good to see that uh, everyone picked up on it. And the New York Times was forced to issue a statement lying about, uh, about her intention or meaning behind her words, but that's what they do. That's what they do. Anyway, anyway, we will leave it there. Um, thanks to uh, DCU and uh, Shake Concrete and Allied Paving. Thanks to everyone listening and watching and commenting on YouTube. Uh, anything else, Colin? What did we miss? No, but can I just? Uh, did you see that Ricky Fowler missed? He's he missed qualification for the U.S. Open. How? What a not? Oh God, you can't that, lose big names for a major. Yikes! Ricky Fowler, such a TV star, and the kids yeah. love him. I, I've I've mentioned before when uh, down at. Uh, Connecticut, when we used to go down there for that big uh, PGA tournament, the, it was every the Hartford Open, then it became yep. uh, different sponsors. Anyway, there'd be kids all dressed in orange, just look acting, looking just like Ricky Fowler. He's got a for a guy who's never won big, never won a major. Uh, he is quite the TV star, and he probably makes more money than you know most of the major winners because he's so marketable. But that is too bad for the uh, U.S. Did he, did he miss qualification? I don't see as much of that going around. There, this is a big kind of uh, Brooks Bryson Bryson that little. That's true. See who's asking the PGA to help him with this little rift that he has with uh, right. if, if Brooks. The PGA is I mean, if the uh, U.S. Open is lucky, Bryson and uh, Brooks will be together yep. on Sunday. That would be the greatest thing for the game of golf because they genuinely hate each other and they're both genuine studs. 
that would be a great mano a mano uh, on on a you know, Saturday, Sunday, even if they're not the final group, just to see them playing together. That's too bad about uh, about Ricky, but hey, he wouldn't win anyway. He never wins. <laughs> he just he just looks good. He just looks good. But anyway, uh, good luck to your Bruins tonight, Cullinane. Uh, yes, yes, I'm uh, I'm a little nervous about this one. A little I don't nervous. Know why. They're down three two. They're on the road. Tuca is back in net, correct? Uh, it's not confirmed, but he better be. I'm a Tuca guy. I'm a I'm a Tuca guy. Stick with him. Do you think it's Tuca's last game in a Bruins uniform? If he's I in think, the- I think no matter what, it's Tuca's last professional. Ho- well, this season is Tuca's last professional hockey season. I don't know why. I don't know why it's just a last season anywhere. You don't think yeah. he's going to play anywhere? Yeah, I just think he's fed up with it, like mentally. I know he's admitted to having some mental health problems. I know, right. obviously, you remember what was happening with the pandemic bubble and all that shit when he left the team. And I don't know. He just doesn't strike me as somebody that. Uh, I, I think he'll play the season and leave. I don't think he cares about the money. Well, uh, well, well, I'll be watching. As I said, elimination games, nothing better. These are these are great entertainment. It is great entertainment. And if he gets pulled for Swayman, uh, that'll be the biggest story in your world. That will rock your world, Cullinane. Yep. Are you uh, going to be... For the right uh, reasons, by the way, though. For the right reason. They tried to play injury the other night. If they pull him because he sucks, that's going to... Oh, God. It should, you, hopefully, it's the last game at the Coliseum ever, actually. Will you be pounding the Pink Whitney's and tweeting? No, someone got in my head the other night and said that I was a jinx because the whole thing turned around when I was uh, tweeting the other oh. night. So I'm not going to... I'm actually not going to tweet about the Bruins all day. I'm lock, I'm done. Oh God. Are you going to yeah. tweet a picture of your first Pink Whitney? Uh, no. Nope. I'm not going to tweet about the Boston Bruins or anything hockey related. I, I categorize my drinking habits under hockey related, so nothing hockey related will be. You out realize there. your new boss is even less of a hockey fan than I am at this point. You realize? Sure, sure. Yeah. But he understands that they kicking up a kicking up an option playoff hockey. He understands. <laughs> yeah. I well, I said it first. He stole it from me. Oh, okay. nothing, you know, there's nothing like playoff hockey. Nothing no. like a a good one goal elimination game. I will be watching. You know, I'll still squeeze in uh, Tucker at some point, but I'll be watching tonight. And, you know, I'll be rooting for you, Colin A. It's going to be fun. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. It's going to be fun. All right. We will leave it there. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. Can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast. What's better than courtside seats? Free sports on Pluto TV. Hey, sports fans, get all your sports free on Pluto TV. Pluto TV is your home for sports. Watch 24-7 channels of MLB, MLS, MMA, sports news and analysis, plus documentaries, TV shows, and movies, all for free. No signups, no fees, no contracts, ever. Download the free Pluto TV app on any device. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night! And welcome to T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio Podcast. The most fun you'll ever listen to while you're folding your clothes. Now let's get this straight. This is not your average podcast. T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio is super fun, super crazy. It's pretty much an in-your-face conversation. That's the good thing about us. We don't do interviews. We do conversations. All of my guests, all of my co-hosts, we chill. We drink, we play games, we have the song of the week, we have the creative curse word of the week, as long as you're having fun as our guests. Speaking of guests, each week I'm going to go through my whole contact list and dive head first into the world of music, gaming, exotic cars, tech, strippers probably, doctors probably, probably strippers that are only stripping so they can pay for tuition to become a doctor. You never know. My wife is a certified bartender. She'll make you a drink while you're here. We'll get you drunk and make you play VR after. It's a lot going on, but that's what it's all about over here at T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio Podcast. See you soon, baby! 
Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. Angie still has the same top pros and reviews you've counted on for more than 20 years. Only now, you'll also get access to all the tools you need to make your home a happy place. Inside, outside, big or small, Angie helps you find the right solution for whatever you need done all from your phone. It's simple to find upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. You can even search pricing guides to see what others paid for similar jobs and easily compare quotes from top local pros to make sure you're getting a fair price. From lawn care to repairing the AC to the project of your dreams, Angie has your home projects handled from start to finish. Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, they'll cover your project up to the full purchase price plus limited damage protection with their happiness guarantee. Make your home an Angie home. Check out Angie.com today. And for more on the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen guarantee dot htm. My name Nipsey Hussle. I'm from L.A. From 30 for 30 podcast and the undefeated, this is the King of Crenshaw. I would be lying to say I wasn't inspired and influenced by Nip. It was a celebration of blackness. We're not just here to entertain. It's about the impact that you're putting on that community. And when he earned enough to leave, he stayed. A story of basketball, hip-hop, and rapper Nipsey Hussle. Life is really a marathon. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts.